Slava Isis Gestu, Slava Navika, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. This is Father Basil again, doing another podcast. And during this month of June, I will be talking more and more about our love for Jesus Christ and Jesus' love for us. So today's topic is called The Greatness of Christ's Love. And again, as I did last month for talking about the Virgin Mary, a lot of what I'm going to talk about comes from this book produced in the 1950s by the Redemptorist Fathers of Saskatchewan, Ukrainian Catholic Redemptorists, called My Divine Friend. So this is what they say about the greatness of Christ's love. Jesus Christ loves us with an eternal love. From Jeremiah 31 it says, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. In eternity everything is permanent. There is neither past nor future. Whatever is eternal always remains the same. He loved us before we were and before we could have known and loved him in return. And he loved us in spite of his knowledge of our sins and offenses which we would commit during our life. Besides, Jesus Christ loves us every moment with all the love wherewith he has ever loved us and shall love us throughout all eternity. Jesus Christ loves us with a boundless love. He is the Son of Man made God man, Son of God made man. He loves us as God and as man. The divine and uncreated love which possesses the adorable heart of Jesus is nothing else but God Himself. Now, since God is immense and unlimited, his love for men is also immense and unlimited. No one is able to love us as much as Jesus loves every one of us. Jesus Christ loves us with an ardent love. He said of himself, I came to cast fire upon the earth, and what do I wish but that it would, could be, should be kindled? Who encouraged the 15 million martyrs, men, women, and weak children to despise the fire, the sword, and the tortures of the tyrants. It was the love for Jesus that burned in their noble hearts. Jesus Christ loves us with persevering love. His love will know no end. We often meet persons in the world who love each other with a sincere love. But how long do they love each other? We know how unstable human love is. Jesus, instead, will love us for all eternity. He cannot be discouraged by our failings and our lack of correspondence. St. John said of his love, Jesus, having loved his own who were in the world, loved them to the end. Even our ingratitude cannot stifle his immense love for us. The love of Jesus Christ is disinterested. 
Men love their fellow men because they are wise, beautiful, or because they hope to receive some advantage from them. Jesus loves us without any self-interest. We cannot make him more happy, more rich, for we cannot increase his infinite perfections and bliss. Jesus Christ loves us with a compassionate love. His infinite love for men is proved by three great miracles. Loving us, he came into this world by becoming a man, our brother. This is a great prodigy of divine love. Who could ever force the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, to assume human nature with all its limitations? His love for men is the only explanation of the great prodigy of the Incarnation. In becoming man, he hid his divine splendor and became subject to all human frailties except sin. Jesus Christ is the second person of the Blessed Trinity that became man to expiate our sins. He died upon the cross for our salvation. He loved us and washed us from the sins in his blood, says the Apostle John. The incarnation of the Son of God was decreed by the Blessed Trinity. The Eternal Father wished to save us from everlasting ruin and damnation. He did not even spare his own Son, but gave him up for all of us, says St. Paul. God made us by his power, but he redeemed us from eternal death through the sufferings of a son in whom he is well pleased, that is, whom he loves more than all men and angels combined. In leaving the world, Jesus did not wish to separate himself from men whom he loves with all the love of his divine heart. He invented a means by which he dwells among men after his ascension. And this stupendous means is the Blessed Sacrament or the Holy Eucharist. In this sublime sacrament, Jesus Christ is truly present, not only as God, but also as a man. The same Jesus is here present, who once walked upon this earth, and who now sits in heaven on the right hand of his Father. When Christ announced his departure, the apostles became sad. Christ consoled them, saying, I will not leave you orphans. And then he instituted the great sacrament of the Holy Eucharist to favor us always with his divine presence. Behold, I am with you always until the consummation of the world. Jesus Christ also instituted the Blessed Sacrament in order to offer himself up daily for us to his eternal Father. What he once did on the cross when he died for our sins, he does daily in the Divine Liturgy, where by the hands of the priest he renews his sacrifice of the cross in an unbloody manner. The sacrifice of the Divine Liturgy is as profitable as the sacrifice of the cross because Christ in both is the victim and the main priest. Day by day, 
he renews his sacrifice upon the cross, applying to our souls the fruits of our redemption. Thus, in the Blessed Sacrament, Jesus becomes a dispenser of all graces. From our tabernacles, he unceasingly cries out to men, Come to me, all you that labor and are burdened, and I will relieve you. Jesus Christ instituted the Blessed Sacrament for the nourishment of our souls. As our bodies need material food, so does our souls need spiritual nourishment. Jesus said to the Jews, You can have no life in yourself unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. Furthermore, he added, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood enjoys eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. Jesus Christ is the author and the dispenser of all graces. When we receive Holy Communion, we do not receive only individual graces, but as in the other sacraments, but the plenitude, that is, the author of all graces, that is, our blessed Lord, Jesus Christ, dwelling under the appearances of bread and wine. Jesus Christ, dwelling in heaven, is as loving and friendly towards men as when he was living on this earth. He is our brother, our defender, our protector, before the throne of his Father and our eternal intercessor. He defends sinners. He blesses the good, converts the bad, watches over all of us, that they may become all difficult, overcome all difficulties and reach their goal. St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, Apostle of the Devotion of the Sacred Heart of Jesus says, Our Lord has shown me the treasures of love and graces which he has in store for those who dedicate themselves according to their strength to loving, honoring, and glorifying his divine heart. These treasures are so great that it is impossible to describe them in words. There is no shorter way to attain perfection and no more sure and certain means to salvation than to consecrate oneself entirely to the divine heart of Jesus and to offer it all the homages of love, honor, and praise one can. I believe that none of those that, who are devoted, devoted and consecrated to this, this sacred heart will be lost. During his earthly career, Jesus was a source of miraculous healing for all who touched him with faith. All the multitude were eager, were, was eager to touch him because power went out from him and healed them all. He promised the same favors and graces to all who love and honor him, as St. Margaret says. Persons in the world will find in his devotion all the helps they need in the fulfillment of the duties of their state in life, namely peace in their families, relief in their pains and undertakings, and the blessings of heaven 
upon their works. In life and in death, they will find a refuge in his divine heart. It is therefore a great misfortune for a person not to love Jesus and honor his adorable heart, the fountain of all graces and blessings. St. Paul the Apostle says in this regard, If there is anyone who has no love for the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be held accursed. Maranatha. So, this you know, beautiful uh, passage from this book, My Divine Friend, talking about the greatness of Christ's love. So what can we um, get from this passage? Well, first of all, I think the most important thing is Christ loves us no matter what. He doesn't want, you know, um, any rewards from us. He doesn't want any material riches from us. He loves us no matter who we are. But at the same time, in order to show our gratitude to Jesus, in order to show how much we accept his love, we need to love one another as well on this earth. So we bring Christ's love to everyone by loving one another, by forgiving one another. And, you know, um, through the sacrament of uh, communion, the body and blood of Christ, Christ is showing his love day after day after day after day. And, uh, you know, it's sad that so many people don't go to church on weekdays. Of course, they barely go to church on, on Sundays anymore. But that daily reception of the Holy Eucharist is something that Christ gives every single day. So when the priest consecrates, consecrates the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ, and again, it doesn't matter uh, if the priest is, is a sinner. We are all sinners. Even the priest is a great sinner. It doesn't matter how great the sinner of the priest is. It's because the priest is um, you know, given that uh, job by God himself to consecrate the body and blood of Christ and to give it to the people for eternal salvation. That, that bread and wine that becomes the body and blood of Christ is valid no matter how sinful the priest is. So, you know, you can hear in media stories, you, you're going to hear, oh, like priests are doing these bad things and priests are terrible people. Yes, priests are sinners. We're human as anyone else. But that action, that that those words of consecration 
are always going to be valid because it is Christ himself coming, you know, the Holy Spirit coming down upon the bread and wine and making it the true body and blood of Christ. That sacrifice, that love that Jesus has for us every single day, we can receive that love of Jesus through the Eucharist. I think many people do not understand this. All right? So, uh, as and then as this Mary, um, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, this, uh, who lived in the 1600s, you know, the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. There are many churches, you know, named after the Sacred Heart of Jesus because of that great devotion we have to Jesus Christ of his love. You know, and in the Eastern Church, we actually call this feast, which is coming up uh, soon after the Feast of Pentecost, we call it the Feast of Christ, the lover of mankind. This, this listen to those words. Christ, the lover of mankind. What beautiful words. And I think on that feast day, which is coming up in a few days, uh, you know, of not just over a week, we have to remember um, how beautiful that feast is, you know, because Christ is the lover of mankind. He loves every single person who ever existed in this world. His love is endless. Jesus' love for us never ends. And again, as I said at the beginning, it doesn't matter what we have done or what we haven't done. Jesus' love is forever. Okay? We've got to remember that. So I think that's pretty much what I wanted to say today. That the greatness of Christ's love. I will talk again very soon. Have a great evening.